Hello, welcome to an everyday follower of Jesus Christ. This is Cheryl, and it is a pleasure to have you here. Today, we are going to explore the power of desire. Perhaps you have heard a version of this quote, As a man thinketh, so he becomes. James Allen wrote such a book in 1903 and is a classic. In the Bible, Old Testament book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 7, we find further understanding. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. In studying this particular quote for decades, I believe I have come to understand a small particle that may have been overlooked. Think about this. Everything we do begins with desire. Desire to be liked desire to drive, desire to enjoy particular food, desire to have a family, desire to have a spouse, desire to work, desire to play the piano, desire to have friends, desire to raise good children, desire to visit new places and people, desire to learn, desire to go to college, desire to work, and more. If it is true that everything begins with desire, then we would want to be very alert to the desires of our heart because desire leads to thoughts and thoughts lead to choices and we are accountable to our Creator for our desires and our choices. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Neil L. Anderson said, If we can educate our desires in the right way, we will become what we want to become and what our Heavenly Father would want us to become. In the local of my company, Allen, which has been in existence for over two decades, it depicts the intersection of the heart and mind in an ever-encompassing circle of eternal perspective. What we desire in our hearts becomes the thoughts that often consume our mind. Are we educating our desires and controlling those desires for good? This begins with deliberate contemplation regularly of who we are becoming and what we want most in life. Is what we desire aligned with an eternal perspective or simply a perspective for what mankind encourages? Dallin H. Oaks, an attorney of renown and an apostle, of Jesus Christ makes the following observation, quote, unquote, Each of us desires the ultimate blessing of exaltation in the celestial kingdom. Even when we fall short, we desire what is right. I am interested in this subject because it highlights a critical contrast between the laws of God as revealed in Scripture and what I will call the laws of man, as set out in national and state laws with which I was concerned in 30 years of my legal profession. He continues, quote, unquote, The laws of man will sometimes inquire into a person's state of mind in order to determine the consequences of a particular action, but the law will never punish or give effect to the intent or desires standing alone. It is good that this is so, 
The law is an imperfect instrument. It has no reliable way to look into a person's heart. In contrast, God's law can assign consequences solely on the basis of our innermost thoughts and desires. There is no uncertainty in the administration of this law. As Ammon taught King Lamoni, God looketh down upon all the children of men, and he knows all the thoughts and intents of the heart, for by his hand were they all created from the beginning. Book of Mormon, Alma, chapter 18, verse 32. Paul warned the Hebrews that God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him. The Bible, New Testament, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. God judges us not only for our acts, but also for the desires of our heart. He has said so again and again. Agency and accountability are eternal principles. We exercise our free agency not only by what we do, but also by what we decide or will or desire. Restrictions on freedom can deprive us of the power to do, but no one can deprive us of the power to will or desire. Accountability must therefore reach and attach consequences to the desires of our hearts. So coming full circle from where we began, our desires ultimately drive our choices, and we are accountable to God for the desires and the choices. Thanks be to God for the mercy upon, of looking upon the desires of our hearts and not just our unintended, thoughtless acts. David O. McKay made the following statement, quote, unquote, the greatest battles of life are fought in the silent chambers of the soul. So what do you desire? What are you and I willing to do to bridle our desires in a way that we can educate our desires for the cause of Jesus Christ? What do you absolutely believe? What are you willing to fight for in the silent chambers of your soul? What are you willing to never let go? Today is a good day to answer these questions. Desire to do good. Reject evil and embrace truth. Won't you join me? Until next time, God be with you.